हेलो एवरीवन गुड मॉर्निंग गुड इवनिंग वेर एवर यू आर ग्रीटिंग्स फ्रॉम मैनेज बेटर एंड ऑफकोर्स टू माय रेगुलर ऑडियंस थैंक यू वेरी मच योर सपोर्ट एंड यू नो एनकरेजमेंट मींस अ लॉट टू मी यू बीन वेरी वेरी रेगुलर ऑन द शोज सो थैंक्स अ लॉट फॉर दैट टू द वंस हु आर न्यू प्लीज टेक सम टाइम टू चेक आउट माय लिंक्डइन पेज एंड यूट्यूब चैनल फॉर मोर सच कंटेंट एंड इफ ऑफकोर्स इफ यू लाइक यू कैन ऑलवेज सब्सक्राइब इट विल मीन द वर्ल्ड टू मी टुडे वी आर हियर टू डिस्कस अ वेरी वाइटल एस्पेक्ट ऑफ आर वर्क लाइफ एंड एज यू मे हैव रेड थ्रू द प्रोमोज दैट आई पुट टुगेदर दिस दिस एस्पेक्ट इज अबाउट क्रूशल कॉन्वर्सेशन दीज आर दो डिफिकल्ट ऑकवर्ड कॉम्प्लेक्स कॉन्वर्सेशन दैट वी नो आर इम्पॉर्टेंट बट वी ऑफन avoid right or stay away from those conversations and as work life becomes more and more complex and you get senior in your roles or you have complex you know uh, relationships across uh, the world the need for these conversations is even more higher right so and and what we notice is that when people avoid these conversations nothing actually improves it actually gets worse right so and obviously if there were no challenges at work you and i were not required at work right so they we are required because we have these challenges so it is often said of course that most of these complex situations can be resolved with conversation or dialogue right but are all situations same are all such conversations same are some more crucial than others how do you figure out what is more crucial than others how do you tackle the ones that are more crucial than others these are the kind of questions that i wanted to explore and i was lucky enough to find an expert in this area whom i will introduce in a minute but before we get there a humble request if you like the show please like share connect subscribe you know it if you do that it gives me more power it gives me more energy more motivation to keep doing this right and many of you have reached out to me personally so thank you very much for that do take a little bit of time to subscribe on if you are on youtube if you are on linkedin connect or or follow me you will get alerts and you know maybe more such content regularly and uh, that will mean a lot to okay so back to the show uh, to explore this concept of crucial conversation i will invite in a minute shami pant co-founder of mygen.ai who's also a seasoned business transformation professional and as the regulars on the show know we always explore the why and what of each topic we don't explore the how of the topic for two key reasons one of course the how is very personal how you will tackle a situation is actually a little personal it is your personal journey i cannot be prescriptive about about that and nobody wants to be and secondly on slightly technical topics the how part is already covered by many such presenters over the uh, over the internet or on youtube and other such channels so i kind of stay on why and what so i'll bring in shami and also introduce her in a in a bit hi shami hi okay so just a little introduction to shami she of course heads like i said mygen.ai this company was founded in 2019 and as you know this was just before the pandemic uh, part so the journey must have been very interesting more interesting than she bargained for but we'll get there in, in a bit right so what does mygen ai do uh, it makes artificial intelligent products and uh, for communication skills so the focus is communication skills and she of course believes that there is a deep need to contextualize and personalize coaching right so 
coaching cannot be without context or without personalization. And the AI work that she's doing helps this whole part. She has over 25 years experience in sales, marketing, business development, artificial intelligence, uh, digitization, and most favorite of mine, transformation and uh, Six Sigma kind of roles, right? So she's of course worked across many organizations, including roles in technology, infrastructure sector, offshoring services in companies such as GE, Bank of America, Accenture, and HCL, right? The key reason why she's here is, of course, apart from her specialization in communication skills, is that like you and me, like many of you and, you know, uh, me included, she's built her career brick by brick, learned how to get better at work, and now, of course, runs her own company. So in a way, she's like us, but she's a role model. Right. So that's the reason why I thought she will be a great fit for this conversation. And that's why she's here to help us all get better. So welcome Shami once again. Any opening comments uh, from you before we get into the questions? Yeah, sure. You know, one thing I read around crucial conversations and which has stayed with me that I want to share is that our lives begin to end when we stop talking about things that matter the most. And this is very relevant to crucial conversations because almost 70% of us avoid having crucial conversations because it, they are difficult. So, you know, this phrase continuously at least reminds me whenever I need to have a conversation that, you know, I'd rather live than die and let me make an effort at it and let me make it, uh, you know, work. It will work. So, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel, irrespective of how difficult the conversation is going to be. Yeah, no, well said. I think that opening quote was amazing that, you know, by avoiding the conversations, like I keep saying, you know, nothing really gets resolved. Of course, there's this old saying that, you know, you don't do anything about it and you may not be required to do anything. But the when the stakes are high, we miss out quite a bit. And, and most of the people in the audience today, including you and me, of course, also, we've had a long career and we've had often these situations where we find that we later on think that, oh, we could have done this better. And that's the whole point of crucial conversations. So thank you very much for these opening comments, Shami. And like I said, we will now get into some, you know, questions that I have prepared for you. Many of these questions have come from the audience, uh, members in the audience. So if you don't like the question, you can blame somebody else, not me. I think the, you know, goes without saying that the first question anybody would have, and certainly I have, and people in the audience have is, what are these crucial conversations? How do I know what is a crucial conversation? How do I distinguish between a crucial conversation and some of the other conversations? So anything to start us off on this topic? Absolutely. I think the first parameter of deciding if it's a crucial conversation or not is to become self-aware of your own emotional reactions. If you are feeling, you know, emotionally, your your palms are sweating, you're feeling nervous and you're feeling very anxious. That in itself is the biggest giveaway that you're treating this conversation as a crucial conversation. Now for different people, it could be different with why it's crucial, but basically, you know, when stakes are high and you find it difficult to express yourself and your body and your emotional level, body will tell it to you because you just feel like as if, you know, crucial conversations make you feel like you're in a flight or fight syndrome. It's imagine like if you see a tiger in front of you, you know, now what do I do? It's the, the reaction your body will have at that time, that scenario, that's the kind of reaction a body has to crucial conversations. So that those are the kind of chemicals that are released in your body because of which you feel 
very uncomfortable and, you know, unsure and very, uh, you become very provocative emotionally. Yeah. And I think somewhere I read as well, and I did put it up in the promo as well, that of course the emotion part is there. We know inherently that this is a crucial conversation. Yeah. And nobody has to tell us. We know. We have to, if we listen, if we are self-aware, if we listen to our own emotions, we will know. Like you, you gave some examples of sweaty palms or, you know, those situations. And also, you know, if I may add, you know, there is, there, the stakes are very high. Something, something really big is on the, it could be big in terms of material, like your career or, or some, some other similar situation. Okay. It could be some personal relationship as well, which needs this conversation. And it is big in that sense, right? So those, um, those additionally are, of course, there. So yeah, good, good start. So I think that that brings this crucial conversation to a good start. And as a follow-up, you know, any examples from real-life situations as to what could be these conversations, you know, for people like you, me, or people in the audience, what could be these conversations? Like one I mentioned, you know, it could be a, job or career conversation where things are not going well and mm -hmm. you need a conversation with your manager or you are the manager and you need a conversation with somebody. Any other examples you have from your experience or coaching? And I can give you an example from my own experience. This was, you know, conversation around the whole marketing strategy of a group. I was a part of GE at that time and when I won't get into the specific details, but I was appointed as a marketing director for one of the GE's businesses. It was a, I was very new in the role, just about two months old. So now I was asked to look at the market strategy that had been prepared globally by global experts, which were expecting certain number of, you know, diesel locomotives to be sold in India at that time in Indian railways. Now, when my analysis pointed out completely different things, right? So you will be in business situations where you have to have these conversations where you know, which you could also describe as belling the cat, right? Now, you've done this analysis and there's, you're pretty new on the team and then on stalwarts who've been there forever in their analysis, it's completely the opposite. Now, how do you have this crucial conversation with a group of leaders to start a dialogue of possibilities saying, fine, this is an analysis, this is also analysis, let's look at it and see what are the gaps, where are the differences? So that for me was a huge learning when I had to do that, you know, and obviously there was a huge temptation. Like I'll go back to the quote that I made in the beginning that, you know, you, you start, uh, you stop living when you start, stop talking. So I had a big dilemma to, you know, in my head that should I just agree with whatever was existing or should I even point out this new analysis that I have uncovered? I chose the latter. And I think in the course, I learned a lot that how can you make a crucial conversation, not a win-loss game. You know, it's not about that, see, you did this, so you lose, I have done this, I win. How can we make it a win-win game? You know, that is the whole idea. And that is how the crucial conversation can therefore become beneficial for both the parties concerned. And you can imagine, you know, the stakes, emotional stakes would be so high because there's one team who's been working on this for years. And now there's suddenly somebody new who's going to come and say, no, what do you what you're saying is completely opposite to what I see. So there's a lot yeah. at stake there and it's very critical. But uh, again, you know, I would always encourage everybody in the business, no matter which level you are in, have the courage to speak up. The point is to speak up wisely. And that is what crucial conversations teaches you. And that way, even if you speak up divergent views, you won't make enemies. You will earn friends and you will earn people, earn a lot of, you know, 
respect in terms of maturity of leadership. And you looked upon as someone who's wise and dependent. So it's just your approach to how you articulate and how you deal with that conversation that matters. Yeah, well said, I think, Shami. And that kind of elaborates on the point that we said that, you know, these are crucial not for nothing, you know. So there is a, there is something big at stake. And, and I'm glad you brought up, you know, story which, which many of might resonate with. We, we've all been in situations where we are sitting in a meeting. The meeting is going in a direction or whatever is being discussed is something we can't relate to. We can't understand or we don't uh, agree. And yet we keep quiet and we forget that we are primarily paid for having an opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly as you get senior, you, you are, you are paid for having an opinion. That opinion is important. If you don't present that opinion at the time when it matters, it may never matter later on. So that, that, that is what made this marketing conversation crucial. Like you said, so thanks, uh, thanks for bringing it up and, and, and maybe the audience does, will notice that, you know, not all crucial conversations are just about promotion or salary hike and those things. Of course, they are crucial. Those are the usual suspects. But you actually have and need these conversations every now and then. If not daily, at least a few every week. You, you are in, if you are doing a job which is important enough, you are almost certain that there will be these opportunities through the week. Okay, so Shami, just to pick up from your, you know, the example that you shared and it was, of course, you know, if we cut out the specifics of the example, the situation is that a plan is being presented, you with your knowledge and experience and wisdom didn't fully agree and you wanted to contribute and you spoke up and that was a crucial conversation because others in the room had a set view. So opinions varied. There was a conflict of opinions in some ways, even if it was not physical violent conflict, there was a conflict of opinions. And these are some of the ingredients of a crucial conversation. I do want the audience and everybody to understand that Shami was able to do this because she was prepared with that, you know, had that knowledge and experience. If you only have an opinion and no knowledge and experience, then it might not, the same plan may not work. So anything on this, Shami, how do, how does one prepare for these conversations? Uh, yeah, and- that's a brilliant point. You know, so uh, when I was preparing my presentation for this meeting, you know, I asked myself the question. First question you have to ask yourself is, and please ask yourself that question from your heart, not from your mind. What is it that you want to accomplish for this? So there could be a couple of things, you know, one is you want to accomplish that, oh my God, I want to show everybody how much smarter I am. It can happen. That can be your internal dialogue to yourself. Or I just want to show that how stupid the other people are. That could be the internal dialogue. Or I want to show that, you know, we are being led by completely wrong directional directions and the company is wasting money. Or you can choose to say that, you know what, I want to collaborate with these people to see that these are, this is a set of findings. They have this set of findings. Is there together we can make Together, what are these findings telling us? Is there something new we can explore, which will perhaps add more opportunity to our, to our business rather than taking away from it? So, because what happens typically in a crucial conversation, your mind goes into extra hyper state of, you know, as if you have to rescue yourself. So, it's not uncommon that your internal dialogue will be of statements of rescuing yourself or running away from the situation, which will be pointing fingers at others. 
Whereas if you can replace that with, which is what we call a sugar fool's choice. That I, if I say this, they will become my enemies. You know, there is only two choices. That if I say this truth, they will hate me. Or if I say this, they will love me. And those are what we call, you know, either or statements. So in your head, you start talking, I can do this or I can do that. If I do this, this will happen. Or if I do this, that will happen. The simple thing is to step back and say, can I ask myself, and replace these statements by the word and. So, if I say this, and they have said this, and then what is possible together? So now this thought, if you try and think it through your rational, logical mind, which is already under the flight and fight syndrome, you know, adrenaline glands are working up against you, you will not go there. So you have to step yourself, become a larger person, have a bigger heart, and you say at the end of the day, what are we trying to do here? You know, are we trying to make some, someone look small or someone else look big? No, we are trying to get the best what is there for the business. So therefore, actually that meeting, you know, I started my um, presentation and this was years back. I was not a great expert on crucial conversations. Let me admit, I was just learning. So I did whatever I could. I started my conversation saying, well, you know, it'd be great to have this analysis. And I really want this group to poke fingers at this analysis as much as is possible. And tell me where all you see loopholes so that we can then correctively correct it. Yeah. So, you know, different situations, different things. But even with the manager, so many times, and it has happened to me many times. I think now when I look back, I feel like I could have, you know, changed my attitude. We get very combative. You know, if you receive feedback you don't agree with, or you thought you didn't get the promotion, the raise, the somebody else got a bigger variable incentive, your colleague who you don't think deserve it. The next conversation you want to have with your manager, it invariably it gets combative. Because our whole idea is that I want to show her, oh my God, that she's, she's biased. She practices favoritism. But then if you think from your heart, what will you get out of that? Even if you prove it to her that she does all this or him, what does it serve any purpose for you? No. So you have to step back and say, what if I can prove to her that I am and he, that other person are equally capable. So perhaps they will have a better chance of achieving your results. So in, in short summary, you know, definitely a crucial conversation will get you into flight and fright syndrome. You have to take charge of your mind. Don't let the mind control you. And you can take charge of the mind through your heart. By, by looking at it from a bigger and more rational and logical way, saying, what do I eventually want? Eventually, there's no point in trying to make other people feel smaller or maybe trying to prove the wrong. Eventually, you want an outcome. Focus on that. Well, I think very well said. And these are, these are some lessons that we many of us learn after years of experience and perhaps after making mistakes, right? Yeah. And the whole reason why, Shami, I've invited you here is that to have this conversation and also help maybe people who are in these situations today mm. and can benefit from this conversation and your experience where, like you said, you know, of course, knowledge and experience is important and also the awareness that combating that situation particularly once you are already in that situation, is not going to get you anywhere. It will not solve for itself. You know, there is still a lot of work to do. So yeah, a quick reminder, of course, that those who are new to the show on YouTube or LinkedIn and all, do subscribe. That that helps build some good word around the 
channel that I'm trying to run. Keeping the theme on, these kind of conversations, of course, you know, like some of you said that, you know, you can, one can prepare for these conversations. One should prepare for these conversations because having a totally impromptu conversation may not be the best option. So point taken. But even then, there will be some situations where these conversations, the crucial ones, don't go to plan. Don't, don't go to my plan, right? I had a plan. That plan is not working or I'm not getting the same response that I expected and so on. How does one deal with that situation? Yes, invariably, in fact, 80 to 90% of the times, you know, you can only control your action. You can't control the other person's reaction. And people clamp up in crucial conversations. So you will have somebody you're talking to who, you know, is clamped up. There are some internal stories going on in their own heads. So there are new rules, techniques like, you know, mirroring them. So, you know, they're looking sullen and they ask them how you would. They say, oh, no, I'm, I'm okay. You know, you, you open up. You try and create a safe and safer environment. You say, you know, you, but you don't look okay. And he tell me, so try and probe and paraphrase to really, what you really need to do is get them to open up, right? So don't give up on that. Just because a person is not opening up, you, you know, you say, okay, nothing is moving forward. Keep those efforts going. The other thing is, you know, when a person, when that person, let's say, opens up and they uh, express their opinion, try and look for as many points as you agree on to keep building the conversation rather than on points that you disagree on. Now, there's an interesting research that has been done that whenever you see vagrant arguments going on between people, set of two people or three people, it's interesting to know that almost 70 to 80% of what they're arguing about Actually, both of them agree, especially, you know, for people who are married, you, you or have been married, you know that now most of the argument is happening only on the 10% or that 5 or 10% that you disagree about. So don't fall into that trap. If you want to continue to get some headway in the crucial conversation, my suggestion would be that even if you get 20% agreement, build on it, don't break it, build on it. So you say, Oh, that's interesting. Do you feel that, you know, for this project, we should hire this kind of a consultant? That's exactly how you feel. Now, what do you think? For this, what is the budget we need? You know what? So take it from there. The more you will start agreeing, building that safer environment for the other person. People basically clamp up with they don't find their environment safe. Right? Now, instead of going into the psychology, that's a waste of time. Why is this person, and you know, building your own victim stories in your head, this person is always doing this to me, this person is egoistic, this person is this, which by the way will happen. It happens to all of us. So you have to be very watchful of the stories you tell yourself. There's no, what I'm trying to tell you is you can keep telling those emotional junk stories, but it's not going to solve any purpose. Because there's nothing personal you have, you know, to with this person, right? Even, even in a relationship, you know, if you're, even if you're having a conversation with your teenager or your wife, don't take things too personally. Whatever the points you get to agree, build on that. So don't break them. And if you are diff if you are differing on some points, normally when I differ with you, I start criticizing you. Oh, you I completely disagree. You think we can get a consultant at a budget of two lakhs? Are you crazy? I completely disagree. That's never going to work. Don't disagree. Instead, compare. So what, how would I say the same statement if I'm comparing? I would say, okay, so your experience, we can get uh, a consultant at two lakhs. But last time when I was trying to hire, I got at four lakhs. 
let's explore if two lakhs is possible. Should I, should we reach out to HR? So you see the difference? The minute yeah. you have changed from being critical to comparing, you are getting more headway. You're moving the conversation forward. And even that other person is learning something from who and is listening to you. So three things, you know, agree and build on the conversation and never critique. Only compare when you disagree. And to bring people out when they're clamped up, you need to mirror them, you need to paraphrase, and you need to probe, you know, and make them feel safe without being judgmental at all. Yeah, well said, Shamir. I think these these tips are, like you said, and while you did bring up, uh, you know, spouse and marriage, I would recommend all people on this uh, audience to not try this at home. I don't have any legal support. I run this, this show purely on my own effort. So no legal claims admissible, right? So do this at your own risk, but that on a lighter vein, of course. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, this uh, totally applies. Uh, some years ago, I was in a similar coaching program and the, the, the phrase that we learned was even better if, so this situation will be even better if we, so you keep aside the current situation and think of what else, which is also those who have a background in creativity tools or transformation will know that sometimes you keep the core component aside and look and also in innovation practices you keep the core component of the issue aside in this situation you keep the core of the issue aside and look at what else is there like Shami said what can we agree on I think we said earlier that like every skill you learned this skill over a period of time I'm sure uh, you had the interest and drive and passion to understand and get uh, better at this skill how can People in the audience, including me, get better at this. Any any top tips on how to get better at having crucial conversations in in general, not in specific, because everybody's situation is different. So, I think having the control on your mind, being extremely self-aware when you're getting tri triggered and provoked, the mostly crucial conversations fail because either party gets triggered and provoked. And remember, you, that is going to happen because that's why it's a crucial conversation because the stakes are very high. So, you know, being self-aware, if you can look in the past and, and become more self-aware as what happened and then ensuring that the next time any crucial conversation is happening, since you will already be aware now, this, this is how my body is going to take over me without even me realizing it because there's a biological reaction that happens, right? You can't help you, your adrenaline glands aren't overworking. So stop yourself, pause, don't immediately get triggered or provoked. And as I said, then, you know, think from your heart, not from your mind. Think of what is the bigger outcome you want out of this. So the first thing I would recommend is to become self-aware of what provokes, triggers you in, you know, in any kind of a crucial conversation, depending on your context. And second thing is do not immediately react, step back from the situation and think of the bigger, bigger outcome you want out of it. Think from your heart. Think from your heart, not from your mind. Think from your heart and think of more and if statements than, you know, going to a win-loss. It's not a win-loss. It's a win-win. No matter how critical a crucial conversation is, even if you walk out of a crucial conversation with not a pay hike, still, if you have created that relationship and that special bond when you're talking about something which is so, so intimate to any executive if the compensation is a very intimate topic, right? Perhaps you created the bond the next year it will pay out. So always think of a crucial conversation where it's a win-win. 
So don't ever walk into saying win-loss and immediately look for solutions. Whatever you invested today, it might be benefit six months, a year, even two years down the line in that relationship. So crucial conversations, the ability to have crucial conversations will determine the health of the relationships you have both at work and uh, home. So the more you practice at it, it's impossible to get perfect all the time. There will be, but keep at it. The more you practice, the better definitely you'll get at it. And you'll start seeing that you're getting the results you want and people will start looking at you different. And I, I'm glad that you brought up this point, Shami, because that's the whole purpose of this work, uh, the channel that I'm trying to, you know, build, is that nobody's born with all these skills. And, but the firstly, of course, the realization and the awareness that we need some of these skills. And then secondly, how do you, build on these skills? How do you get better every day, every week, every year? How can we make sure that tomorrow is better than today and so on? That's the whole purpose. And, and you, you know, very, very nicely brought that topic in that even in these crucial conversations, having the awareness that we, this is a crucial conversation is not enough. We still need more, right? I mean, how your relationship is going to go? Is it going to end? Is it going to remain? Or let's say if you want to talk to your company for a role change and you're considering another change for another company, and if you don't get this role, you will quit. These are high stakes. So if, if you feel, you know, anxiety before a conversation, because for you, the stakes are high, then it's a crucial conversation. It's the famous thing that, very famous quote from my Angelou, right? People will forget what you did. People will forget what you said. People will never forget how you made them feel. So even if you have a short time and ultimately you will take the decision you wanted to take it in whatever way you thought was right, but make sure you don't leave the other person feeling bad. Try to at least, you know, keep the other person feeling respected, listen to, hurt to, and that comes through empathy. But yet, of course, in the interest of business, the right decision has to be taken and we have to move forward. It's crucial. It's difficult. It's going to take time. So think of, the, think of it as a journey, not something that should just be resolved right now. And always think of how can I increase the ways of increasing my probability of success. So this is one way that you can even, you can use this. Then it totally depends on the context. Uh, there are many times what happens, people say some, something, but they don't mean it. You know, they have this whole expression and body language, which is like this and this. And, yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, if I say I agree like this, does it look like I really agree? No. So. Don't ignore it. You can say, say, you said, I agree, but I feel there is something else. I didn't, your body language does not say you agree, Shambhi. What is it? Let's talk about it. So be vigilant to, you know, the different perspectives and don't be shy. I mean, be open in a very respectful, empathetic manner. Pro the person and get them into the dialogue. And then you could say, oh, if you agree, let's have a big smile on your face, Shambhi. That'd be so nice. So, you know, uh, that is how you can get people out to talk and understand how they perceived it. Sure. Thank, thanks. And, and those who know you, Shami, you always have a smile on your face. So, you know, we'll ignore that comment. <laughs> Another transformation professional has a question. It's, it's more a comment and a question built into it. So crucial or fierce, he's given another name. Fierce conversations may usually lead to breakthrough or transformational changes. Would like your comments. Any Anything you want to say on this? Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. You know, the first example I gave of my GE situation actually led to a transformational change. I mean, because, you know, crucial conversation, the stakes are very high. So even in terms of relationships, it could mean big things. I mean, 
you know, either you take it to the next level or it breaks in business all the time. You, you, a lot of crucial conversations happen when you're negotiating big deals with your customers. So now either, you know, those deals could be running in millions of dollars. How you handle that negotiation call and how you handle that crucial conversation could completely transform. Even in product strategy, for example, even for my own company, MyGen, you know, first we were planning to come up with only one product called Keyword. And then I had uh, this, you know, premonition or something. I don't know. I was not feeling very comfortable that, you know, I was having only one, going to launch with one product. And then I thought about the other product you speak, but then I had to speak to my co-founders and investors. And frankly, we had not budgeted for you speak at all. So it was a very crucial conversation because and it's completely changed the board game for us. Now, if you see YouSpeak is, a, is actually doing far better than Keyword and the marketability is, the monetization opportunities are much higher. Now, if I had not had that conversation at this stage, my gen's uh, overall strategy where we would have been today would have been totally different. So completely agree with you. That's why we say that, you know, if you stop having that, you stop living. That's the phrase I started this thing with. So don't have crucial conversations. They can be very transformative. They can be very innovative and just taking it to slightly on the personal front you know you find that many children and i'm a mother of two teenagers myself they after a while stop relating to their parents even you're living together but they're not very close they'll not talk to you you know like i have some nieces and nephews who i see they don't talk to their parents it's because you know at some point you just started having stopped having those conversations with them and it's now reached a point where those conversations you know could be crucial like for a Teen, like what are teens mostly thinking about, right? Relationships, they have a crush on somebody or on its studies. So if you don't continue to make that effort, they'll clamp up. That's why children don't talk to their parents enough and they don't feel close enough. So, and this can be, there can be nothing more transformative than, you know, having a great relationship with your child, which will last you the rest of your life. So absolutely agree. Thanks for bringing that up. Link to this was worth the show. The last one minute was totally worth the show, Shami, because I'm sure I the people in audience will relate to this. While you were speaking, I was reminded of something that I often quote is that if you are always on the door, please check they might be treating you as the doormat. So, so the 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 uh, self introspection or self awareness is extremely important, which we discussed at the beginning of the show as well. If you are always at the door check you might be the doormat with that i will quickly also move into you know any book recommendations for people who might be keen on reading around this topic yes ah okay this is the bible of course uh, so bible. yeah those who are book lovers you know you can see that we both refer the same book on this the crucial conversations by patterson Granny, macmillan and switzerland i think you you go to Amazon, you recognize it by the Yeah, yeah it, it, and it is available in Indian paperback. So it yeah. could be an yeah. extremely, extremely useful book. Crucial Conversation is, is perhaps the only book uh, on this topic. And even Stephen Covey did mention a very, I would say very emphatically, that this is a breakthrough topic. You know, to be able to write on this topic itself is a breakthrough. And of course, many of the lessons that we, Shami shared, I shared during this, you know, that our, book. Yeah. Are they are there for the book, you know, so we've been able to apply and hopefully you will also benefit. So I will quickly like to summarize and then, you know, maybe kind of close out the show. So of course, you know, thanks to Shami, we were able to explore this topic of why and what of crucial conversations, like we said, 
the crucial conversations are those conversations where emotions are running, your opinions vary and stakes are very, very high. This could be at work, in, in your personal life, anywhere. We give some more visual kind of, you know, clues to these conversations like the hair on the back of your neck will stand or your palms are sweating. Different people, different uh, reactions, but you know when you are in that crucial conversation. And it is extremely important to not make it combative, not fight it out because more like more than you know more chances that you will not win of course in some situations where you are the boss or you are the manager and somebody is keen to have that crucial crucial conversation with you hopefully this entire last one hour will also give you a window that the person he or she is actually having to have a very important conversation with you so my appeal to you those of you who are in positions of power are in situations where you are being asked for a crucial conversation please hear people out, you know, very often, many of us are seen in a rough and we might be in situations or positions where people need a crucial conversation with us and it is our then duty to, to give them that opportunity. Whatever may be the situation, why we landed there is, is a separate topic. And many of us in our work, we try and do that. And of course, we did recommend a book. I will again bring it up for those who are keen on the book. Shami also shared the book. With that, Shami, any closing comments? I just want to say one thing. Remember about crucial conversations. Again, this is a quote from the book. It's not how you play the game. It's how the game plays you. Hmm. It's not how you play the game. It's how the game plays you. So, you know, make sure that you don't let the game of which, which the game is the other person. The game is the stakes, the emotions. Don't let them play you. Right? Yeah. So remember that because you might start off very well in crucial conversation, but somewhere in the middle again, you, you might come back very easily to your old combative style. It's uh, these things are theoretically different and practically practiced differently. So remember this in your head. It's not how you play the game; it's how the game plays you. Right? Really well. Thanks once again, Shami, and with uh, thank you everyone. 